Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome in to the post-game show. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren, Real Salt Lake. Losing on the road 4-0 to nil against LAFC. A brutal second half for Real Salt Lake on the road and a brutal exit from the League's Cup at halftime. Felt optimistic. Felt like RSL had a chance in this one. And that turned sideways pretty quickly as some very very bad mistakes from Real Salt Lake players that are uncharacteristic. Um, yeah, it uh, not not a good second half by any means. Probably one of the worst halves we've seen in terms of costly mistakes for Real Salt Lake this season. Yeah, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> ball control uh, and making decisions were, were really off tonight particularly in the second 45 minutes, um, all the first three goals. Third goal, by the way, was offside. Yes. But the, all the first three goals came from players not controlling the ball properly. And the the second, sorry, the fourth also coming from a loose pass where Justin has to stretch, <coughs> excuse me, um, just to get a toe on the ball and, and it falls kindly to LAFC and they hit us on the counter again. But uh, yeah, uh, really, really disappointing night. And I know, uh, are they really a bogey team? Because they've got so much money. Is it really a bogey team? But when you've, in the 15 meetings, if you've won 13 of them, then yeah, they've definitely got RSL's number. A really disappointing night for RSL, who now have a week and a half off. It's it's not not all doom and gloom because now the, the focus goes back to US Open Cup and uh, Major League Soccer play. Um, and, you know, it's been a lot of games. So, you know, a, a week and a half to prepare for LA Galaxy in LA um, is not the worst, but disappointing to go out uh, the way we went out tonight because th- there wasn't enough fight for me. And, um, yeah, 
I think the uh, the Pablo Ruiz injury could be a lot more um, severe to RSL, depending on how long he is out for. But it, it kind of fell apart as soon as he uh, left the field. There wasn't really um, someone that was ready to put their foot on the ball and, and control the, the midfield in tight spaces and get the ball out to, to the flanks. Yeah, we really, really struggled. Yeah, potentially a huge blow with Pablo there. And we saw there in the second half, they showed him on the bench, knee fully wrapped in a brace with crutches. He was not putting weight on it when he left the field. He was very clearly in a lot of pain when the training staff came out to take a look at his knee. Uh, so hopefully all the best for him. I I don't know how, but hopefully just a sprain. I mean, I sprained my knee a couple years ago, and I couldn't put weight on it. So I'm 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 trying to stay optimistic, but my god, hopefully they're just being super cautious. Yes. and you know we'll, we'll get an update as soon as we can from uh, from the team. On, Spr- uh, sprain would be four to six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's hope for best case scenario. Yeah, uh, I think that's all we can do after a, a night like tonight. Post game press conference coming up. I'm I'm sure we'll hear from uh, Pablo. I don't know if we'll get any players tonight. We, it. Do we want to? Do we want to? Is a great <laughs> great question. Uh, at at full time statistics. The, the one the one that's glaring. John McCarthy didn't have to make a save. Yeah. Ten shots, zero of them on target. Yep. Um, 47% possession from Real Salt Lake, 53 for LAFC. Got a lot ba- a lot more back in that second half somehow um, after <laughs> conceding four goals. But yeah, that that no sh- zero shots on target is... Um, Tells you the story. The, yeah, it is. I, especially when you look at the second half against Lyon on Friday. What yeah. what happened to this offense? LAFC. Yeah. Just got their number. <sighs> it's a tough one. If you have uh, any thoughts on the match, go ahead and send the, those thoughts to me on Twitter at Lars underscore MM. I will never call it by its new name. It is Twitter. Uh, at Lars underscore MM. We want to hear from you. And on the other side of this break, hopefully we'll have a post-game press conference. Pablo Mastroeni. Coming up on the post-game show on the RSL Radio Network. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the post game show. Lauren Beck, Spencer Warren. RSL falling on the road 4 to 0 against LAFC. As we said, a team that's had RSL's number since they joined the league. Just two wins for Real Salt Lake in 15 matches against LAFC in all competitions. There's a couple teams, it feels like, that have RSL's number, but 
LAFC is definitely the team that RSL struggles against the most season in, season out. It's uh, it's not one that they've quite been able to figure out for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're, they're of real quality. Let's yeah. be honest; they are really, really good. Um, and and yeah, I got to figure out a way. Uh, because it's getting a little tedious knowing that you're coming up in, uh, against LAFC and it's almost like, well, that's three points for LAFC. And that's not the mindset to have. You know, you don't want that as a, as a fan base. But, yeah, they are uh, they are really, really phenomenal. Um, there's a reason that they were in the Champions League final. They're reigning MLS champs. Um, I'm just hoping that, uh, that RSL can lick their wounds and uh, go again. Uh, in the second half of the season, because now the, uh, you know, potentially being in all uh, finals or, uh, you know, up for all silverware, that's one out of the way. Um, you've got uh, Houston Dynamo coming up pretty quickly here for the semifinals of the uh, US Open Cup. And you're currently joined second in the West with LAFC, even though they've played a, a game less. But uh, yeah, this is, this is um, you know, it could be a good learning moment, and I'm sure sure it will be. Uh, the coaching staff will uh, get a hold of the players and uh, the, the, the players will know they haven't given everything tonight. And I don't know if that's fatigue, um, but the mistakes that were made were pretty uh, almost schoolboy. Uh, some of the lack of control, particularly in the first three goals. But it just it just seemed to be that every time that we um, played a pass, it was finding a black shirt, particularly in the second half. Uh, and when the guys are uh, two or three goals down, the head's dropped, and Pablo won't like that. That's that's not what Pablo wants to see. So, um, yeah, I, I won't say he will be ranting and raving, but there'll certainly be uh, a few home truths in the locker room and uh, in training in the coming days as they review what happened uh, in the game. Going back to the record against LAFC, it, it would feel entirely different if RSL could get some points at home against LAFC, sure. even draws. But it's it doesn't matter where they're playing this team. They get it's, walloped. Yeah, home and away. I mean, you you remember that f- home opener, the first season that LAFC was in the league, 5-0 at Rio Tinto Stadium. Just an atro- atrocious day for Real Salt Lake that day. And I, I think we, we all understood how good LAFC would be when they joined the league, but... My goodness, it, you would think at some point there would be a little bit of evening out, but they just can't seem to figure it out against that team. And it's it really is so frustrating to go into these. I, I had some optimism coming into this game sure, after, yeah, after recent performances and the second half against Leon felt pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, you know, it's a knockout rounds. Obviously, one of our wins, one of the two wins that we've had against the LAFC have been in the, the playoffs. Um, and it was a... A phenomenal uh, game uh, in LA, and uh, you know they they like their backs against the wall. These these boys, these lads, and uh, the pressure was on LA. But you know, even without Carlos Vela, they they've got some really good, promising young players that are coming through. And to be honest with you, they made Justin Gladden and uh, and Marcelo Silva uncomfortable for for the ninety odd minutes that, that they played tonight. And you know, tip of the cap to them. Better team won, hundred percent. We're going to head out to another break while we're waiting for the post-game press conference to start. If you have any thoughts on the match, 
Send them to me on Twitter or uh, or Instagram. The handle's the same, at Lars underscore MM. We'd love to hear from you guys. Your thoughts on this result, recent performances from Real Salt Lake. We'll get to those and hopefully the postgame press conference on the other side. You're listening to the postgame show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome back into the postgame show. Still waiting on the postgame press conference to start. While we wait for that, take a look around the other results in League's Cup tonight. Club America and Nashville going to penalties after playing to 2-2 in regulation. Nashville with the 6-5 win on penalties and then getting absolutely pummeled um, by drinks and other things by Club America fans. Last I saw about over 20 people had been arrested um, for throwing debris at players. Imagine at your own home field (laughs) winning a game and getting just garbage thrown at you. Well, that must be awful. Uh, Philadelphia Union beat New York Red Bull 4-3 to on penalties after playing to a 1-1 draw in regulation. And the uh, third early game also went to a 2-2 draw in regulation. Minnesota beat Toluca 4-2 to on penalties. Monterey and Tigres, uh, no, no, until 90th plus 7, a penalty awarded to Monterey, and they go through to the next round. They will face LAFC, who beat RSL tonight. Four two zero. When you look at the matchups in the next round, you have Miami and Charlotte playing on Friday, as well as Nashville. And well done on your victory into Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, condolences to Justin Miram in advance. Uh, Nashville and Minnesota will also play on Friday, as well as Philadelphia and Guertaro. And then I, we were told if RSL advanced that they would play Saturday, so I assume it yeah, will be sure. Monterey yeah. LAFC on Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Toluca, or excuse me, Minnesota is playing Nashville. Yeah. It's, it's just, I want those extra games. I want to stay in the, in the fight here. But after these couple of results against Monterey and LAFC. You wonder if the team just needs a little bit of time to recoup, especially now with Pablo Ruiz potentially out for, I would say, a minimum four to six weeks if it's just a sprain. Get uh, get some time for him where we're not missing him on the field and and just recoup from a couple of poor performances. Yeah, unfortunately, though, I mean, it's you look at the uh, the schedule and, it, you know, Four to six weeks. It's going to be. That's a brutal time. It's like what eight to ten games yeah. probably, and it could, it could be it could be really rough on RSL without him. Because as I said, um, when he uh, went down, yeah, it was it wasn't as pretty as it could have been um, with regards to to how the the midfield was was uh, unable to control and uh, work in those tight spaces. I thought the passing um, was way off. And obviously, give, the giveaways really on the first three. Well, all four goals, to be honest with you. And mistakes happen in football. We yeah. know that. You know, it's not nothing foreign. But the, the, the how devastating uh, LAFC are on the counter attack. That's that. That's nothing. That's nothing new here, right? I mean, it's it, you know they've been doing it all season. Uh, and whilst the the results have been a bit up and down uh, for them this season. Uh, because they've had one eye on the Champions League and whatnot, um, you know it's yeah, it's it, it's a little bit uh, 
a little bit rough um, that um, that RSL weren't able to to put in a better performance. But again, tip of the cap has to go to LAFC because they were you know they were on it from the first minute, put RSL under all sorts of pressure, and, and when RSL settled, they kind of grew into the first half. And I uh, was hoping that they would uh, you know uh, come out in the second half and 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 put LAFC under a little bit more pressure because they were starting to find the passes in the final third. But it, it, it wasn't it wasn't to be, and uh, you can't make those kind of mistakes, those miscontrols, um, and a team that presses really well. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to LA Galaxy on the twentieth. Yes, an away game for Real Salt Lake, eight thirty kick. It, you never really quite know what to make of the Galaxy. Sometimes they look pretty decent. Uh, other times they look like a hot mess out on that field. RSL played them in back-to-back games in league play and Open Cup in May and June. They lost that league game 3-2 to two at home. Very disappointing result. I remember watching that game while I was in Miami on a family vacation, and I just couldn't believe what I was watching um, at the time. But then in the next game in the Open Cup quarterfinal, RSL able to get that 3-2 win against uh, the Galaxy at home. A nice victory moving on in the tournament. Uh, Obviously, they'll face Houston on the 23rd, about two weeks away. Um, But looking at Galaxy's last couple of results in League's Cup, they lost both of their matches against Vancouver and Lyon um, in league play. Most recently lost to Vancouver 4-2, to but beat Philadelphia Union 3-1 to and beat LAFC. A very shocking result. I mean, it was a month ago, but a 2-1 win against LAFC on July 4th. Just You just don't know what to expect from these guys. Mm-mm, not at all. And uh, that's part of the uh, charm of football, isn't it? Because you don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, and particularly in this league, you know, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. And... Um, you know, RSL uh, will be frustrated, but they'll also have one eye on that U.S. Open Cup semifinal mm-hmm. three days later. And that's going to be, you know, uh, huge for, for RSL because that's the quickest way to get, get into silverware. That's the quickest way to get back into the Champions League. Uh, I would I would suspect that there's going to be plenty of changes in those three games because then we, you know, host them Um on, on th- three days after that, uh, back at uh, America First Field. So, yeah, uh, there's going to be plenty of changes, and it wouldn't surprise me if uh, RSL goes strong for the first two games and then plenty of different starters for that uh, Houston Dynamo game. Yeah, and, and Houston, a team, when that was announced, ooh, we have Pablo Mastrani in the postgame press conference. Thank goodness we'll toss it to L.A. All right, we'll get started. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. We'll start with Rosso Lake head coach, Pablo Mastroeni. Um, Let's begin with questions here in the room, and then we'll transition to a couple uh, via Zoom. So let's start here. Hey, Pablo, um, not the way you wanted to go out, but anytime you come into BMO Stadium, it seems like a difficult test. Was there something about LAFC that tonight that was particularly challenging? Um, uh, again, I, I think they're a very good team. Um, I, I think there were self-inflicted wounds, uh, decisions, um, first goal in transition, which is something that we've been really good off of, of set on set pieces, second goal, um, you know, was, was a tough play. And I think when you shoot yourself in the foot like that, it's going to be very difficult to win here. 
Um, I thought we played well in the first half and created some really good opportunities. And again, the game of football is about moments and capitalizing on those moments. We didn't do that in the first half and they did that in the second half. Hi, Pablo. Just on that topic, you say you played very well in the first half. Teams seemed to settle in, but then the second half, goals started coming for LAC. What was that difference uh, between the first and the second half? It wasn't. Uh, you, I don't. I don't think you throw the the whole half into it again. I, the game of soccer is about moments, right? And and when you concede uh, the first goal, it's not a problem. I, I think the the second goal is a problem, and it starts to affect you psychologically, right? You know, you're up. You know, you have to play uh, a near flawless game here uh, to get to get a result, right? And and um, I think this goals and, and the reason why the game is about moments excuse me, it is because goals change the psychology of the player, right? And so um, emotionally, um, you, you're, you're at a deficit. You're in, you're in a bad way after you can see the second goal the way we did, right? And, and that's, that's, that's human. That's not football. Um, and I, I think then, then what happens is then L.A., builds momentum, builds a ton of belief that they feel like they're on the front foot. And we conceded that second goal. It was almost like um, felt sorry for ourselves a little bit. And that's why goals change games. And that's why moments are, are the most important things. Haves come and go, but it's really about moments that affect the psychology of the player. We'll, we'll take a question here in the back end and transition to the front. Hey, Coach, can you talk a little bit about League's Cup and your your club's experience in this? It's obviously the first year that it's happened. You've seen several Liga Amekis teams now. Just your thoughts overall on yeah, League's Cup? Yeah, no, I think it's been a, a, a very good tournament. I, I think it's always it's always great to see, um, you know, where you're at, not only with interleague competition, but with Mexican teams. Um, you know, I think they've been, you know, we were, we were in a tough group um, and, and the guys did well and, and, Whilst there's a lot, a, a lot of positives to take from from the games we played and, and and the way the you know the Mexican teams played, you know I think we obviously have a ways to go um, to be a, a top team and uh, you know I think experiences like this um, are, are you know are, are are important to learn from um, but but I think overall the tournament's been it's been fun to watch as a as as a fan of the game um, and it's been fun to to be on the field and see all the different teams and, and the way they compete and the different styles of play. And um, unfortunately uh, we, we, we left the tournament, not the way we wanted to, but it's, it's football. And now the onus is on us to really tighten things up and, and get back to league play. Hey, Pablo, I just want to ask you about two players I used to play here, Danny Masowski and Chicharango. I know you had some limited time with them. Um, but, you know, what have you learned from those, from those players? Because we, we've seen them score goals and be very passionate with the fans and all that. What have you seen from them? Yeah, no, they've been uh, two great additions to our team. I think, uh, you know, I think to to, to be a, a winning team, it's it's really important to have winners on your team, right? And, and uh, their experiences have definitely influenced the group to the good. Um, you know, they've, they've been playing really, really well and, um, you know, they're, 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 they're hardworking, super talented and, and team players, you know, so it's been a real joy to, uh, you know, add both those guys to our group. And, um, unfortunately tonight wasn't, uh, the best night for really anyone on our team, but, uh, I, I think the most important thing is, is, is all the positives that they bring to our group and the level of belief they bring to our group. Um, and so, Really look forward to continuing to integrate Chicho in. Um, and, uh, you know, they've been a great pair together. Let's take two questions here in the front. 
Pablo, buenas noches. Uh, bueno, definitivamente la forma no es como querías terminar este torneo. En lo personal, uh, ¿qué considera usted que falló en la táctica, en lo futbolístico? Y en contraparte, ¿qué deja para Real Sole, los jugadores, esta experiencia del X-Cop enfrentando eh, equipos mexicanos? Sí, yo creo que esta noche no fue tema táctica, fue dos momentos raros. Eh, un contragolpe de un tiro libre de nosotros, eh, no, no lo defendimos bien. Y el segundo gol fue, el, fue un, un error. Y eso es el fútbol. ¿no? O sea, po podemos hablar de las tácticas, pero cuando te, te meten no goles así, es muy, es muy difícil ganar cualquier partido. Eh, pero yo creo que para nosotros es, eh, fue un, una bu buena experiencia para el grupo, para saber cómo, dónde, dónde estamos como, como equipo y, ta y también individualmente jugando con equipo grande de México. Para, para los jugadores que, que sepan que el, el nivel donde queremos llegar es todavía un poco alto, pero yo creo que con un poco más trabajo y confianza podemos llegar. Hey Pablo, um, LAFC has seemed to come back from their little break looking like the LAFC of old, and I'm just wondering when, when LAFC is at its level, how good are they, are, are, do they become the team to beat in this? Um, yeah, listen, I think there's, there's no secret that, uh, they're, they're one of the best in this league. Um, and they continuously, uh, prove that year in, year out. You know, I think tonight, um, you know, uh, like I said earlier, uh, it's not a team that, uh, that needs, needs help, right. To win games. Right. And I think tonight in our first two goals, um, and then again, on our fourth goal, um, uh, We, we just can't do them any favors, right? They're too good of a team to, to, to help them in. Um, but, but again, I think the first half, we, we did a really good job of, of not only defending, but, but creating some really good opportunities. And, you know, you score one of those goals, it's a different game. Uh, unfortunately, tonight wasn't our night. Uh, but there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of good lessons to learn from this game. And as a group, we, we got to dust off and keep moving forward. Let's take some more in the room before transitioning to Zoom. Eh, ¿Qué tal, Pablo? Katia Serena y Espien. Hablabas de ese nivel de los equipos mexicanos a los que se busca llegar, pero cuando volteamos a ver ahorita el torneo, sorprende que hay más equipos de MLS, no tantos de Liga MX que han llegado a estas instancias. ¿Qué piensas a, al respecto? ¿Es más el formato del torneo o simplemente cosas del fútbol? No, yo creo que, eh, que es muy difícil jugar de visitante cuando estás jugando equipos que están en, en, en tu liga. Yo creo que jugar de visitante en otro país es, es otro tema. Eh, estoy sorprendido eh, en el nivel que están jugando los equipos mexicanos. Pasar un mes fuera de, de casa en otro país es muy, muy difícil. Y por eso, si, si, si los equipos de MLS juegan en México, me imagino que va a ser la misma eh, las cosas. O sea, muy difícil para los equipos de MLS jugar en México por un mes contra equipo grande y pues a lo mejor el año que viene lo, lo, lo vamos a hacer, no sé, pero para mí es, es una gran experiencia para, para, los, para los muchachos también eh, jugar contra equipo grande de México y la semana pasada jugamos contra León, que es el campeón de, de CONCACAF y, y jugamos bastante bien, hoy día nos tocó perder el partido, pero el esfuerzo fue lindo y, y pues fallamos en, en dos tres jugadas, pero así el fútbol. Pablo, one more for me here. Um, 
what did you see some from Chicho coming into the game? Was he emotionally any different than you'd seen him before? And uh, what did you make of the way LAFC defended him? Did they do anything interesting? Um, you know, I, I think it's always it's always tough to come back home. I, I think everyone thinks, you know, you come back home, you, you want to really show them that, uh, you know, but but again, I think as human beings, it, it doesn't work like that. It, you, you come to a place where you have this affinity for your fans, uh, where you won a championship. And, you know, obviously the way he lived that moment, you know, after the game in the, in the championship, you, you, it, it's very difficult to come back um, for, for as much as you think it's, it's, it's easy. Um, you have a heavy heart, you know? And, and so I, I think it was a, you know, it was a tough game in particular because I don't think we threatened their back line enough tonight. I, I think we played underneath them um and and just made it really easy for their for their front six to really defend us we we and the couple times we did threaten behind we were dangerous um and, and so um those are things that we'll look at it was you know and obviously they they know Chijo's quality I, I don't think we got him on the ball enough tonight um but but again I think there's a lot of emotional um a lot of emotions at play uh with, with Chicho but uh again fantastic player and, and just so grateful to have him with our group. We'll finish up with two questions on Zoom. First off, John Lupo. Uh, Pablo, I would, Pablo, I would, I would pretty much agree pretty with, much. with what you just said. So I also thought that sometimes when you got the ball into the final third, I, I didn't think that it was good enough. I didn't think there was enough quality there. And it's the little things. I remember we spoke about that to some degree uh, pre-match, just, you know, turning the ball over, giving it to them in, in certain areas. I, I just thought that those were some of maybe the little aspects of the match that turned out to be pretty big that led directly to their goals. Yeah, no, you're right, John. I think, again, just looking at that, 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 that uh, the, the first goal we conceded, it was off of a, one of our attacking set pieces. We recovered the ball, and then we played into, you know, we played centrally, and, 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 and we turned the ball over in a real dangerous spot. Again, they're a fantastic counterattacking team. I think Bowanga is, is one of the most prolific uh, in, in open spaces. Um, and uh, again, we had a couple moments to defend it, but again, his quality really came through in those moments. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think um, we were um, a bit impatient at times with, 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 with the ball, especially in the final third. I, I think we could have worked him over a little bit more. Um, but again, I, I think they did a really good job of, of, of really putting pressure on us and when they did, uh, they were rewarded with a turnover. So, it, it, again, from a mentality standpoint, it, it it drives you to keep doing that. And the onus is on us to flip the script. If they're going to come out and press and move their line high, we've got to threaten behind. And, and we just didn't do that enough tonight. And last question by Orlando Casalan. Gracias. Buenas noches para todos. Buenas noches, Profe Pablo Orlando, que está en el Servicio Informativo en Deportes. ¿Con qué te vas? ¿Con qué te quedas de lo que viste este, el día de hoy en este partido que se llevaron esa derrota tan dolorosa eh, el día de hoy? Pues como toda la derrota eh, son difíciles. Eh, yo, cre yo creo que tuvimos un, un buen plan para, para sacar un resultado en este partido, pero... Eh, como, como dije antes, cuando regalaba dos goles de posiciones, cuando tenés ventaja, eh, cuando tenés el balón, 
y lo perdimos en, en, en posiciones eh, favorables para el rival, eh, el partido se hace complicado. Y yo creo que después del segundo gol, eh, la, la, la mentalidad no, no, salió del, de, del equipo. Y, y también ganaron con confianza con cada gol. Pero para mí es, es un aprendizaje. Eh, cada partido aprende un poco de, 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 de rival, pero más de uno mismo. Y yo creo que tenemos mucho trabajo para, para hacer en los próximos 10 días para prepararnos para, contra otro, otro gran equipo en Los Ángeles. Eh, y, y, y para mí eso, eso, eso es lo que saqué del partido. Welcome back to the post-game show. RSL, with a 4-0 loss on the road, bumped out. Bumped might be a, a little gentle there, of the League's Cup by LAFC. A tough loss. Lots. I would say toe-punted. <laughs> yeah, pu yeah, punted out of League's <laughs> Cup is probably the, the better choice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh Yeah, that's a, it was a stinker tonight, and I think uh, lots to reflect on for Real Salt Lake over the next week and a half or so before they face LA Galaxy on the road. We were told that if RSL advanced out of this game that they would play on Saturday the 12th. It looks like, as of right now, all four quarterfinal games are scheduled for Friday the 11th. Uh, Philadelphia, Quartaro at 6 o'clock, Miami, Charlotte at 6.30, Nashville, Minnesota at 6.30, and LAFC, Monterey at 8.30. I would be surprised if that stays because I don't know how you have Miami, Charlotte kicking off at the same time as anything else when you have uh, Lionel Messi in that game. But, you know, CONCACAF, who, know, who knows what those guys are doing ever. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Real Salt Lake will face and return to action on the front. Yes. Ben. I've got to say, though. Go ahead. LAFC, Monterey. Oh, is it's going to be, be at the, juicy. It's going to be at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. So that's going to be. They're expecting a large crowd. A fun one. Oh, yeah. And let's be honest. It's what everybody wanted. Yes. Because we're unfashionable. No. <laughs> it, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if, if CONCACAF and MLS could just pick the teams that advanced. Here you go. <laughs> well, the third goal says it all, doesn't it? It was offside. <laughs> it, it, that third goal was offside. Uh, not that it would have changed anything, no. but it was offside. Um, Sunday, August 20th, Real Salt Lake returns to action. A rare Sunday game Yes. for RSL. An 8.30 kick on a Sunday. Thank you so much, late <laughs> Major League Soccer. We love that. Um, much like we loved an 8.30 kick on a Thursday last week that got delayed and played on Friday. When it was supposed to be played on yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Conquer careful, conquer careful. Being very negative, I apologize. <laughs> Sunday, August 20th at 8.30. We will be on the air at 7.30 for the pregame show. Some uh, two, two Saturdays off for us, Spence. What are we going to do? Um, It's going to be weird. I don't know. I, I can't think of what I'm going to be doing on a Saturday. Christian, what are you going to do? <laughs> I get to work the bees games. So. All right, all right. Well... Enjoy that. We'll uh, enjoy not having RSL on a weekend. It's a weird. It's like when we have RSL like midday kicks, like it's weird, like a one o'clock kick or something, and we have the whole night afterward. I don't know what to do with myself. Nope, nope. It's a. It's always a strange one. But we look forward to Sunday, August twentieth. RSL returning to action on the road against LA Galaxy right here on the RSL Radio Network. Be sure to tune in. Thank you so much for listening tonight. 
And we'll catch you guys on the 20th. Have a safe week. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.